Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Happy New Year and welcome back from the holidays. Hopefully you all had a wonderful holiday break, but now it's time to run it. 2021, let's get it. This is episode 12 of the Get The Shot podcast. This podcast is for all you aspiring creatives trying to get your shot at working in this sports creative industry. My name is Billy Quatch, and I am a content creator based in Kansas City. I work for Let It Fly Media, as well as create content for the NFL LCC program. Today, we have a very special guest on the podcast. We got my boy, Diego Galicia. He's an NFL LCC and editor for the NFL Social Lab, as well as a student at the University of Missouri. Today, we're going to be answering your questions and talking about his creative journey to how he's gotten to where he's gotten to today. I'm super excited for this episode, so let's get it started. Let's run it. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. We took a little break because of the holidays, but we are back, and today we have our guest, Diego, in the house. Diego, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, doing great. You know, uh, got some breakfast today, got some good lunch. Uh yeah, doing well. How are you doing? Yourself, breakfast Billy? and lunch. That's all you need. I'm doing good too. Um, had breakfast, had lunch, went to the gym Ooh. and um, now we're recording our podcast. So thank you so much for being here. Excited for this podcast. Excited to get this running back um, and going again now that we are in 2021. So let's start off first with a quick intro on you. Just what do you do? Who do you work for right now? And kind of explain what you're, what, what, what what do you do today all right. as a content creator? All right, all right, all right. Uh, what are you? What am I? All right, so for starters, I am a video editor for the NFL Social Lab right now. I'm also an NFL LCC based out of Kansas City, and I'm also a freelance content creator. So, I mean, I do a lot, a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, I'm with Billy almost every single Sunday on the cheese field, you know, freezing this past Sunday. Um, so we're taking photos, shooting video, everything. And like my day to day really just now is cutting highlights and cutting videos for the NFL's lab. So yeah, it's a little bit of what I do right now, but I got some history working with uh, a couple of other people in the industry. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it though. And you're still a student, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a still a student at Mizzou right now. I'm a senior. I'm about to have my last semester. So uh, doing all these videos and stuff while in school has been super fun, like easily the coolest college job like I feel like you can ever have. And how did you get your start in videography or, you know, creating content? What got you into this field? Um, so I guess my, my first initial start was I was on my school's video announcements team in our school newspaper. I remember applying when I was like a junior or so to be a writer, just because I wanted to write about sports and stuff. But after the teachers saw my writing skills, they're like, all right, man, we're going to put you on video. Like we can't have you writing articles and stuff. And so from there, I just, you know, start, picked up a camera, started cutting videos in Premiere, like super early on using a MacBook Air. And from there I was like, all right, like I really like making videos. I really like doing this journalism thing. So when I was, when it was time to pick co colleges, I was like, might as well go to Mizzou. You know, it's not too far away. I can get some in-state. And it's like one of the best journalism schools in the, in the country. So I went there and I was thinking, and my mom was like, oh, you got to get a job. Like, you know, I'm not going to be giving you an allowance or anything like that. She was like, oh, you should work in the, the library. And I was like, you know, I don't know about that mom. I, you know, I, I would rather do something else. You know, no offense to anyone who works in the library, but <laughs> I do like books. I like reading. But I was like, I would rather, you know, be on, on 
the court or you know on the field or something like that. So when I was a freshman, I just reached out to the NF the uh, athletic department there and just sent them an email and I was like, hey, like I make videos, like can I do the same for you? And one thing led to another, and I was able to get a position with them. So that was like really like the first initial like welcome to the sports creative community that I had. And, you know, I'm super grateful that I was given an opportunity and yeah, it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. So that snowballed real quick. Um, and now you're in year four. What, what made you like, how did you know to reach out freshman year coming in, um, to get, you know, a position within athletics? Mm, I guess the only reason I knew to kind of reach out was cause like, I didn't see any opportunities like that. I remember talking to, and this was when I was my high school job. I was working at a frozen yogurt stand and I was talking to my coworker and I was like, man, like I'm super just bummed about like, I don't know what videos I'm going to do. I don't know what's going to take up my time in college. I was like, I really want to do this video thing, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. And my, I remember my coworker was like, why don't you just send an email? Like, just reach out, just ask them about it. Like the worst thing that can happen is they say no, or they just don't respond. So I was like, yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah. I mean, what's the harm of just asking? And so, I mean, that's that's really the only way I knew kind of to just ask them about that because I don't really think it was a position until I reached out. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like sometimes people create positions once they figure out like, oh, I have someone who can do that. And I get a questions all the time like, you know, how do I go about, you know, getting a job at my school's athletic department or whatever? And I always tell them like, just, just ask, like shoot an email, you know, try to find out who to, who to talk to, ask your professors, ask the athletic director, ask a coach, just ask someone and say, Hey, like, I know, I know how to do this. If if you need me to do this for you, then like, is there anything available? And, you know, that's what you did. And that's what led you to this. And, um, you, you never know until you ask. Right. Um, so, all right, you're four, you're about to graduate. Um, working, working at NFL right now, shooting a little bit, it's just part-time, not full-time yet, but what, what's that been like, um, shooting for the NFL while still being in school? Like to me, that's crazy because I didn't get that opportunity, but like, how awesome is that, that, um, you're shooting for the NFL and you're, you still haven't graduated yet. Yeah. It's, it's been easily like the coolest job. Like I've had, like, I know, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, like I kind of went from, you know, bus busting tables at a Mexican restaurant to working at a frozen yogurt stand to all right, boom, now like fast forward like a year or two and is working sidelines at NFL games, which I was just like, this is just the coolest one of the coolest jobs you could have and, and honestly one of the coolest jobs you can have in college too. As I'm I'm just super grateful for it, super happy about it. And I've been been able to have like a lot of really cool experiences with the job too. Like one of the best ones was last year when I was able to go with Billy and a couple other LCCs to the Super Bowl. And just what makes it even better was the Chiefs were at the Super Bowl. And uh, with my background, like I grew up as a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan, just born and raised. Like that was my team. And it, it was just the coolest experience ever. So like not even just being school still, but like just one of the coolest experiences I've like ever, ever had. And not even being 21 yet, like just ridiculous. Like it was so, so cool. It was awesome. Yeah. Miami last year was was a fun, fun week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to go with like 16 other LCCs and we just shot a bunch of events leading up to the Super Bowl and then, you know, the Super Bowl itself. Um, I know what it felt like, but, you know, people listening don't. What, what, was, what was it like Super Bowl day, you know, on the field shooting, like doing your thing 
and freaking there's a Super Bowl going on in front of you. It was, dude, it was, it was wild. Like I was, I was a little stressed about it too. Cause I was like, man, like this is a Super Bowl. I got to make sure I get my shots. I got to make sure everything goes right. But it was just super surreal. Like, I mean, I've, I've never been to a Super Bowl before ever. Like I never thought like in my life I would ever go to a Super Bowl just cause like tickets are crazy expensive. Like I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, and then to get the opportunity to like be at the Super Bowl, be on the field, being able to like pick up some of the confetti, like being like close to like Mahomes and like getting to see the trophy like only like five yards away from me, I was like, this is the most like surreal like thing like I could ever imagine. Like I remember I have a picture in my head of like when all the confetti was shooting out and it's just like just a swarm of confetti and I'm like, wow, I'm like actually here right now. This is crazy. I remember FaceTiming one of my friends once the game is over and they were all like out partying this was you know pre-covid and stuff and they're just like oh my god dude you're on the field this is like so crazy like dude that's the most insane thing ever like it's still like it i i don't know it just, it just was the coolest experience i've like probably ever had i, I feel that because i facetimed one of my friends too oh, really? while, while the confetti was all falling oh, yeah man. i think i ran over and i was like exporting a clip <laughs> i was just like I'm just gonna FaceTime someone and be like, yo, what up? I'm on the field. Like Dude, and we like and we stayed on the field for like a while too. Yeah. I remember we were there like getting our sandwich boxes and just stuffing all this confetti <laughs> there. And like I remember uh one of our like, you know, coworkers, Brendan, like they came up to me and they were just super hyped and just like yelling and they're like, Oh my god, we did it. Like and uh, I don't know if Fern is listening or not, but I remember uh Fern our our boss at the end at Chiefs and stuff. Like I saw him and he was so hyped, he wanted to uh chest bump me. <laughs> And he just came running so fast at me, just knocked me down. Just I went flying. Just so funny, man. Like it was just one of the coolest experiences ever, though. That, like, that day was a dream. Um, all right, we're gonna get into the call-in portions now, and we're gonna let um, some people call in and ask questions before they leave the meeting. Um, so first up, we've got Brandon. Yo, what up, Brandon? How's it going? Good. You guys. Yeah, we're doing good. Just chilling. Um, thanks for calling in and thanks for asking questions. Uh, you're the only one right now. So, you know, the room's yours. Ask ask away. Ask uh, as many questions you. as you Thank want you. Um, and we'll try to answer it. Uh, but first, let's just start off with an intro from you. Just say your name and kind of what you're doing right now, um, where you're at in life. And if you're a student, if you're working or whatever, just so we have some context of how to better answer your questions. Uh, well, my name is Brandon Lawless. Um, I just graduated from Northern Arizona University where I was, I was playing football there. Um, transitioning back to moving back to Los Angeles. That's where I'm originally from. Um, during my time there playing football, um, I had the misfortunes of having three season ending injuries. Um, but at the same time, I had the, the passion of like content creation, videography, filmmaking, things like that. So during my time of like being a student athlete, uh, majoring in film and things like that, um, the coaches allowed me to really um, kind of help. You know, I think we didn't really have a media team really um, just in like really just for the football department or anything. And so kind of this last this time last year, I had shoulder injury. I tried to come back and play this year, um, decided it wasn't the best bet just for the longevity of my life to really to really continue playing. So I kind of decided to me and the player, uh, player of operations, Brennan Ball and Benji Shanahan decided to kind of make our own media team and Malik Baker. We decided to make our own uh, team almost and kind of just with all our own equipment and just things like that, and just decided to get after it. And um, 
it went re- it went really well. Uh, the season was canceled, so it was more of like a spring ball type of type of feel, really. And it was it was really awesome because it wasn't any expectations from us. We kind of just got to do whatever we wanted, which I thought was was, was a super fun experience. And um, Skull Sparks at the time had us ranked forty fifth for the month of October. And then we took over October 4th and then rankings came out again in November and we jumped up to seventh. Hey, there you go. Let's go. Yeah. And so, um, it was super fun. Um, we got to just try out a bunch of different things. We mic'd coaches up photography, obviously kind of a little bit of a hard knocks feel. And then kind of, you know, we're in the midst of COVID. And at the time I was still on my football scholarship, wrapping up my school. And I kind of really wanted to, I mean, they wanted to bring me back, but really due to budget cuts, really, I wasn't, they weren't really able to find a position for me really. And so at this point in my life, I'm really, I'm kind of in like this weird mix right now. I I started my own media company and I'm kind of in like the freelancer range right now where I'm just picking up little side jobs and stuff like that. I'm, I have like a certificate in social media marketing. And so when like, obviously right now, small businesses are struggling, things like that. So people hit me up and like, Hey, like I want to, I feel like we're in the air right now where you live and die by your content as a small business, especially not being able to, to really go outside and things of that. And so everything's always really e-commerce and whatever. So I've really just been trying to help um, small businesses like that. So I'm kind of really freelancing photography and then um, been working a lot of behind the scenes with uh, music video directors. And um, sometimes I'll head into with Atlantic records and shoot studio sessions. But ultimately, I really want to get back into sports. That's like my passion. You know, I want to stay around football as long as possible. And kind of brings me to my first question is, what would be the best route to get back into that? Because I have that little experience of running social media for those two, three years with my previous school. And I apply to all these jobs. I have my reels and things like that, my portfolio. But I feel like I'm getting denied a lot because of that professional experience that I'm lacking really, or interning or whatever. And I feel like COVID kind of has the world at, at a huge shutdown. You know, a lot of campuses are, are um, having a hiring freeze, you know, things like that. So that was kind of my first question of where should I really go from here? Yeah, that's a really good question. And definitely a um, a tough question because COVID definitely put a damper on things. And, you know, we're all dealing with its effects and trying to navigate through it. Um, uh, if I were you, I I think I would start off with um, what I always tell people is if you want to work in football, then football needs to be all over your reel and your portfolio. So question step one or question one that I have is, do you have football on your reel or is that missing currently? Like I have my football. I have I have just a, a standalone football reel. Okay, and then yep. it's every over and then that's kind of it's it's my cinematic real football i think that's kind of one thing that i really like to do is make cinematic things out of sports and mm-hmm. i think that's something that is starting to i think that's the wave that's starting to take over a little bit i mean you see alabama now they're, they're dropping their two-part you know from the game before and i think that's something super cool oklahoma is doing it and that's eventually what i want to get into so yeah. i have i have that nice. ready to go outside um, of is it at a place that you like it, or do you feel like you need to add more to it? Um, I think it's it's at a place where I like it. Um, obviously, I think 
what I like is different than what your standard is. Mm -hmm. But other than that, um, I think it's, it's the best I have for, for the experience I have. Yeah, for sure. And Um, that's kind of where yeah so i mean that's that's step one is making sure you have football experience even if it's not a lot um Uh a lot of people come to me and ask like how do i shoot football and i ask them what's on the reel and they say oh music videos and travel and i'm like okay well step one let's get football on your reel um so let's say you have some football and you know you have a reel um what i would do is you know Yes, obviously send that, send out the reel, apply for positions, blah, blah, blah. But in the meantime, like, I think this, this, this is for everybody, but you could always be get making your reel better and always trying to yeah. find, you know, teams around you, high school teams, junior college teams. I, I don't know where you're based. If you, I think you mentioned LA, um, but yeah. how many high schools are in LA? Like a hundred, hundreds See, of high schools. And I, that was my next was kind of sorry. Now you're but good. What like I want to get into sports. Like I love all sports. Like I think that's something I want to get into. Mm-hmm. And would it be better to what if I made like an all sports reel? Yeah, that I mean that'd be that, fine. I I don't think it matters mm-hmm. much of what sport is in your reel, but how good is a shot? Like if mm-hmm. you can shoot hockey really well and really cinematically, and you have it, then I I would trust you to shoot football with the same eye. I mean, when I came out of college, I was shooting Quidditch. So I'm, I'm living proof. Yeah, that, that, I'm literally living proof yeah. of that question. Like I shot Quidditch in college. Quidditch. Like yeah. a bunch of college nerds running around tackling each other. And I made that look hype. So if I can make that look hype, obviously I can make Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs look hype. So yeah. I don't think you have to worry about which sport or, you know, if it's football or if it's not, just make sure that you're always improving your reel. And like, if you're getting no's right now and, you know, you're still looking for that opportunity, then the only other option is to keep improving your reel to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Diego, do you have any advice on, on that? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been ranting. <laughs> no, you're good, man. You did you did hit a lot of things that I was going to mention. I th- I think the spec work is super important, you know, like getting, you know, the proof that you can shoot, you have the eye to shoot and stuff. So I think I agree with him saying you got to shoot, you know, high school and stuff. You have a lot of opportunities for that. The only other thing I would really add is uh, just networking, you know, networking's huge, you know, connecting with people on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, you know, like just putting your name out there. I mean, that's how I met Billy. Like I would bug him at all the beginning Chiefs games. Like I don't even know if he knows that or not. I was just, I would just ask him questions, questions, questions. So, I mean, asking questions huge, being curious. I mean, like that's the biggest thing. That's, that's the best advice I could give you besides what Billy's already told you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. My, my next question is, so I'm, I, I'm in the teamworks. I'm applying, like I'm in, you know, the sports, the, the creative woes, like I see everything I apply. Would it be better to apply for a creative job that you're overqualified for and overperform or kind of just go and hit that home run type of job? Uh, if, I would definitely, kinda... what, what you said first, over, if you think you're overqualified for a position, you're probably not. Um, I thought I was overqualified when I interned with the Chiefs. When I was uh-huh. coming out of college and applying to positions, 
internship to me just based on the stigma around the word yeah, like, exactly like oh you know summer internship you get that in the summer between junior year and senior year or you know between your years of school and then once you're done with school you get a full-time job so to me an internship was almost like failure and yeah you know i was applying for the full-time positions um just with any team any sport uh i got pretty deep into interviews with a uh, university of cincinnati their football team to be their director of creative media or whatever they're they're like main video person for their football team and back then when i was going through that interview i was like this is my dream job like i could do this like i'm i'm ready for this and after going through my internship at the chiefs i am so glad i did not take that position with you know university of cincinnati because i was nowhere near ready to be in a position of, you know, director of creative media or whatever that was. Like I learned so much as an intern at the Chiefs. And honestly, that's my big piece of advice. I mean, I have a lot of big pieces of advice, but um, what I tell people is like, don't be afraid of internships. Those are insanely valuable, even after graduation. Like, I mean, I did it. I interned with the Chiefs after graduation when I thought I should have been full-time. And, you know, turns out there was a lot I needed to learn. And that year of interning was a year that, like, I really got confident and, you know, became a better version of – a closer version of what I am now is because of that year of growth during my intern year. And, like, that's exactly what internships are for. It's It's for – you know, taking a season or taking a couple of months or however long the internship is to like really develop your skills and, you know, practice your professionalism, which, you know, people don't naturally have like professionalism. Like, and I think it's a, that's a big part in what we do, um, in this field. Like, you know, right now you have a bunch of like, I don't want to single them out, but you have a bunch of like high school kids and college kids like DMing athletes and like reaching out, trying to do their videos and like, like, yeah, I'm all about that hustle. Like I did it, but there's, I imagine those shoots and like the, the what's going on and I don't see the professionalism. Like I can't imagine them being professional about it at all. Like I bet I mean, I'm just assuming, I'm just throwing stuff out there, but like you don't learn that unless you go through like an internship or like work for an organization or, you know, you go through something like working for the Chiefs or whatever, like that has to be learned through months and months of repetition. And it's a big part of being successful afterwards. So that's why I suggest it to everyone. Um, But yeah, Diego. I'm good. All good for yeah, Diego. I'm chilling. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, that but was, yeah, that like, was honestly, like, yeah, take, take that position that you think you're over. And if you are overqualified, then like prove it, like go crush it. And that's more experience for your next position. Yeah. I think that's just the, the, the stigma that the word internship carries a little bit. And, um, 
But other than, I mean, I know, I know you guys have done like the, the LCC. Um, how does the process of that, like, how did that happen? I feel like that's something I eventually want to get into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I f- kind of found my position through Instagram, which like I was saying, like Instagram and social media is really great platform to use for networking. And um, I actually saw the position open on an Instagram story from one of the NFL social lab people. So I just kind of swiped up and I mean, kind of like what Billy was saying, like if you want to shoot football, you need football and you're in your real and your portfolio. So, you know, I swiped up on this guy's Instagram story and I was like, hey, you know, I'm definitely interested in this LCC position in Kansas City. And, you know, with the quick little uh, click on my profile, he's able to see that I have, you know, a lot of experience shooting football. So that really helped a lot. So, I mean, that's that's the kind of piece of advice that I can kind of give you. Um, I think my like my last question would really be is... Um, Actually, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Let me add my portion of how I got involved with LCC. Um, for me, it was, it was actually pretty funny. Um, so I worked, I interned at the Chiefs uh, mm-hmm. season, 2017 season. Then 2018 season came around and I got hired full time by the Chiefs. Um, again, which is why internships are so valuable, is because you're basically getting a trial run for that organization. And when I was, you know, not to go back on that answer, but when I was with the Chiefs as an intern, I was like, all right, I need to ball out and prove to, to the Chiefs that they should hire me and keep me full time. Um, or if they, you know, can't keep me full time, then at least they'll give me a good recommendation to the next team. Um, but yeah, it worked out. I got full time with them. Following season after that, uh, I left the Chiefs and joined Let It Fly Media and left and joined an agency. And um, you know, I had met Diego while working at the Chiefs, and I was like, oh, Diego is an LCC. Like, I'm kind of curious about what an LCC is like, let me look more into that. Cause maybe I could do that since now that I'm not with the chiefs um, and I'm with an agency, I, maybe I could do some LCC on the side and just shoot some football games. Um, so I, I literally uh, texted Diego and asked them for his boss's email and just like cold emailed his boss. Um, and was just like, yo, like I've been with the chiefs for two years. I know what I'm doing. I, I live in Kansas city. I'm no longer with the Chiefs. You should definitely hire me because I know what I'm doing. Like, like there's no trial run here. Like, I'll I'll work for free. I just want to shoot football games. Like, can we make something work? Yeah, I mean, and it was, I mean, it was huge though too. I mean, you already had so much experience, you know, shooting football. So I mean, kind of yeah. going back to what we said, like if you want to shoot football, you got to have football in your you know, in your portfolio. And it was really funny though too, because after Billy sent that email, my boss texted me and it was like, Hey, like, do you know this, this Billy guy? Like, you know, he wants to be an LCC. Are you cool with that? Do you like Billy? And I was like, yeah, I like Billy. Like, yeah, hundred percent. We should hire him on. And I was like, Billy's the best. Like I literally bugged this man, like probably every single week about like video questions. Like would love to have him on. I just gives me another opportunity just to learn from him too, which I know that was probably wasn't one of your questions, but I mean, just learning, like never thinking you already know enough. Like that's probably one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give you just always learning, always, you know, trying new things for sure. And that's, that's a big part about the whole networking thing. Like imagine if I was rude to Diego from the start or imagine if I was just like annoying to work with from the start with everybody around me, like I wouldn't have gotten the LCC position because you know, Diego would have been like, you know, don't hire Billy. He sucks. Yeah, I could have just been like, nah, man, do not bring <laughs> Billy on board, which that would have been so mean. I, there's no way I could have done that. But, but yeah, nah, Billy's I, the best. I emailed 
and said, you should hire me. I, I worked for the Chiefs, so I literally know, like, I know the players. I know I know security. I know the stadium. I know what y'all are looking for. Like, I worked with Diego. Like, he sent me footage. Um, when he was in LCC, like, it'd be a mistake if you just left me out of the stadium. Like, and then hired me and rest is history. That's yeah, no, networking. I learned networking at a young age. I learned was was super important. That's actually how I ended up getting my first like big time football offer. Uh, a smaller school offered me, and I never big timed them. I kept a good relationship, and that coach ended up going to a bigger school, and he told them about me, and that's how they ended up offering me from there, which was super cool. But I think my all right, my last question is: I think, like you said earlier, internship has like has a bad stigma. Like, what was your internship with the? with the Chiefs, like, consist of? Um, you don't mind me asking. No, that's a good question. Um, it was honestly, like, it was a lot. Like, you did you did a lot. We did team hype videos, so, like, internal hype videos for the team. We did press conferences, shooting those every week. We did locker room questions, so we would sh- go into the locker room and shoot uh, media availability uh, for all the players. Um we sometimes got to shoot practice. Uh, we assisted all the full-timers on their projects, and if they needed help shooting something, we would step up and help. Um, it was a lot of just like, you know, being told like, hey, do this, hey, do that, and you would just grind it out and do it. Um, music videos for the video board, um, updating, you know, graphics for up, updating like templates for social posts, um, doing like sponsorship highlight reels. Um, it, it was a lot. It was a little bit of everything and you you kind of were just given a bunch of responsibility and um, you're kind of just there to help, you know, the full-timers achieve their their goals. And it was it was a very eye-opening experience for me because it taught me a lot. I learned a lot from the people that were working there, the full-timers, um, just seeing how they operate, how they go about things. Um, you know, you didn't really get to do a lot of projects like from start to finish on your own. Like um, those are more for the full-timers to handle. Uh, but I did get to do one project that um, – I got to like see from beginning ideation to finish of posting. And that was really cool because, you know, it showed kind of the growth that I had throughout the season because it happened in December at the end around Christmas. And, you know, all season I've just been doing what I've been told and just like hand me in project, I'll finish it next. Hand me a project, I'll finish it next. Go shoot that, I'll go shoot it. Like all season it's been that. Um, and I was grateful for that, but part of me eventually got to the point of like, hey, I have an idea. Like, what if we do this or what if we do that? And, um, you know, thankfully at the end, we had this, you know, crazy idea brought up by another intern. Um, and no one really wanted to take it on. So I was like, I'll do it. Like, let's figure it out. And it was a Christmas um, like parody music video with the players. And it turned out, you know, after we filmed it, after a couple failed attempts, it, it got like 3 million views on Facebook. It was like the highest performing piece of content all season. And it was done by two interns. And that was that was like the breaking point or the turning point for me 
um, transitioning into full time, like that that event was what my bosses were like. That's when we know we knew you you could handle um, being full time because of what you did with that project. Like you just took it on and went with it. Um, so yeah, I mean every every internship position throughout the country is going to have different you know experiences and formats and you know just workflow is going to be different everywhere so i can't say that that answer is true for everywhere but i'm very thankful that at the chiefs if you were an intern there you you were basically a full-timer like you were given some you know full-time responsibility in terms of cranking out edits or working on this um now you you might not have like say and like i i, I want to do that or i don't want to do that um but you got to do it and it was a very eye-opening experience for me yeah and then i just kind of want to add though too that you know being an intern yeah like like billy said you know i want to discriminate against i want to you know kind of think badly on it just because i you know i had a really good internship for the past few years at a uh, fresh state media and there, like our position from you know the first day was just it, it was just so much more important than I, me and my other fellow intern actually realized. Like I remember the first week we were there, they're like, "Oh, like did you guys bring suits?" Like because you know we're gonna have you guys go to the NBA draft next week. And I'm like, "All right, pff, all right." And then like this this intern role is super super important. And then by the end of the um, the summer internship, I remember they had flown us out to Orlando to represent the company and the MLS like on their behalf and. You know, that was only two months of being intern. And, you know, like I like I said, like I wouldn't, you know, think bad about, oh, this is an internship title, like, you know. And from there, it, it led to a lot of other opportunities where I was representing the company to like Twitter, to like, you know, Instagram, to Facebook. So a lot of big companies and stuff. So kind of like Billy was saying, you know, like even if it's like an internship position, it can lead to a lot, a lot of new stuff and a lot of grateful opportunities for sure. That's awesome. I think for like a general question that I feel like everybody always wants to know is um, I feel like you guys have very good relationships with, with individual players and things like that. Like you guys have shot outside of your perspective, um, like teams and things like that. Like I know Diego, you shot with Bradley Chubbs and, and Billy, you shoot with like, you shoot like individual workouts and things like that. How, how important is like our relationship with players when you're in the role that, you are in mm, I mean it's hugely important I mean like and I feel like it's, it's just you know being a good person you know just being nice and stuff like that Billy's worked with a lot of players a little bit more than I have been but I mean I feel like it's pretty important you know if they have a big you know shoot or a big you know anything coming up like you know they're gonna be they're gonna want to go with someone they're familiar with with their con who they're comfortable with you know who's gonna tell the story their story the way they want it to be told like I just did a video with Bradley Chubb for his Pro Bowl and I mean I've done numerous projects with them so he feels comfortable with how I'm gonna you know take the footage and how I'm gonna make it look and you know how the video is gonna come out so I feel like you know that relationship is like hugely important especially on you know higher like bigger stakes projects I mean I remember over the summer Brendan one of our you know colleagues did a huge massive video for you know Mahomes Michael Thomas a bunch of you know the biggest stars in the NFL and you know that prior relationship that he has with those players was one of the biggest driving factors for them to say, okay, we're, you know, comfortable with putting our name and voicing our, you know, thoughts and our opinion in this piece, you know. So I would say it's hugely, hugely important, you know, and if Billy wants to add on to that. Yeah, um, definitely super important to have a good relationship with players. Um, my thing is, I think the biggest thing is just trust, like getting them to trust you that you're doing the best you can to put them in the best light that 
they want to be shown in, like you, they trust you to, you know, make a piece of content or a a picture or video or whatever um, that, you know, they're going to be sharing to hundreds and thousands of eyeballs on social. Like they need people that they can trust that are going to do their job. So, um, you know, for me, it's always just been focusing on what my deliverables are, what my work is, and just, you know, cranking out those deliverables and making sure I'm nailing shots and, um, you know, doing the best I can to my creative abilities. Um, and I think a lot of people don't look at it through that lens. They kind of look at it through, uh, like, oh, I want to hang out with these players and, like, you know, be by these players and, you know, you know, I don't know, like they see the social side of it or like, like that side of it. Um, cause they, maybe they're like more of a fan than they are, a a worker or a peer. Um, and I think that is where you run into issues. Um, I haven't seen any or I, I don't know of any, but just based on, um, my experience of what, um, I guess of how I go about it. Like, I feel like players wouldn't like it if that was your main motive. Um, so I think that's the big thing, um, for me is just making sure that like, like I'm not there to get an autograph from the players. Like I'm not there to get a picture of myself with them. Um, like I'm not there for my, you know, social benefits. I'm there to help them out. I'm, I'm there to do what I do. I'm there to be a creative. I'm there, um, because of my work, like they're athletes, they put in in work on the field and I try to look at myself. I'm, I'm not an athlete, but I, a creative and I put my effort into my work. And, um, I think that's, that's what's helped me um, get get so many opportunities with players just because they trust me and they, you know, they reach out and say, hey, do you want to shoot this gender review? Do you want to shoot this workout? Do you want to shoot this trip? Like I've had, you know, I've gone to Miami, I've gone to Atlanta, I've gone to Vegas. Like once players realize that you're not there for, for them in that way, then they, you know, the trust factor goes up and that once they trust you, then they're, then that's how, that's how you, I guess that's how you get in and that's how, um, you get those opportunities. Yeah. And then, I mean, plus like once you do build that, that relationship and that trust, then you're open to doing all these crazy type of projects, you know, and like pitching these crazy things. Like I know Billy and one of his, uh, his friends, Andy, they built a, you know, good trust and relationship with, uh, one of Patrick Mahomes' managers. And, you know, after building that trust, they're like, oh, like, I know Billy approached him and was like, hey, I want to put this, like, 3D car thing, and I want him to, like, come in. And, like, you know, initially you're like, all right, I really don't know what it's going to look like, but you know what? Like, I trust Billy and his work, so I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to say yes. And so even for me, like, I can I can go to Chubb and his team and be like, hey, like, I want to do some satellite crazy thing. And they're like, we trust you, man. Just do it. We believe in you. And, like, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, just, that's all I got to say. I kind of ran out, but, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, other than that, that was, those are kind of my, my questions. Nice. Well, 
Thank you so much for calling in and asking those questions. Um, you're not the only ones with those questions. I'm sure those a lot of people have the same questions and that this podcast is only going to help all those other people who have the same questions. So thank you so much for calling in and asking those questions um, because without you, this podcast is, is nothing. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, if you want to connect on social or anything like that, just hit us up, bro. Yep, definitely. No, yeah, yeah, really. I just want to say thank you. Uh, you respond to a lot of my DMs, and I respond to a lot of my friends' DMs. And Diego, I've never like I've never get like DM'd you or anything, but I'm sure uh, the creative world thanks you guys for for helping out. I, I know there's a lot of people who who like to sit on knowledge, and I don't know why. And that that's something that like really bothers me. But you guys, especially for your guys and, and where you're at, it, it, it means a lot to people like us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, for sure. Appreciate it, man. It warms my heart. You know, thank you. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually funny. It's, it, it comes from, it comes from a little bit of cockiness and confidence. The way I see it, I can give you all my knowledge, all my settings, all my camera equipment. I can give you everything that I own, but I believe in my abilities so much that even if you had all my camera settings and all my LUTs and whatever, I believe that I will still outwork you and outperform you. Even though that's not 100%. what this is about, but like that's why I'm so open to giving away my knowledge is because it's, I like to see it as like, that's how confident I am in me is because even if I tell you all my deepest, darkest secrets on how to be a great content creator, I'm still here and you're still there. Knowledge. Yep. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like a friendly competition. Yeah. Like everybody just wants to be the best in their field. If not, then like, why are you doing what you do? You know? So I, I totally get that. But again, thank you guys. For show. Sure. Deuces. Adios. Appreciate you guys. Be safe. You too. You too. All right. Who's next? Who other oh, questions? Be that's on? hype. Um, I, yeah, I went on some rants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like that version. No, of you're, me. <laughs> you're chilling, man. You're chilling. For a second, I was like, all right, Billy's answering like literally everything that I may have said. So I was like, I feel like going. this is because I haven't done a podcast in a while. I'm kind of un unchained right now. You're chilling. You're chilling. Um, do we have, yeah. more, do we have more people? Oh yeah. Know? We have another person. All right. Who else? <laughs> we next? got Drew, Drew Miller. Let's go. What up, Drew? Yo, what up, Drew? What's up, Billy? How are you, man? Good. How are you? Good. It's uh, awesome got, being on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for calling in. We got Diego on the other side. What's up? Diego, what's up, man? What up, bro? Um, but yeah, thanks for calling in. Uh, you are so far, you're, you're our second caller and so far probably our only second caller. No one else is in the room. So um, you have basically unlimited questions. Ask away. Uh, let's start off with an cool. intro from you. Just say your name and kind of what what you're doing right now, whether you're in school or you're in um, or you're working or whatever, just so we have some more context so we can help better answer your questions. You got the floor. Sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> my name is Drew Miller. I am a um, creative producer for Seton Hall Athletics um, in New Jersey. Um, do a lot of stuff with their men's basketball team. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, been trying to just create a lot more content with uh, all the other um, athletic teams. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm a, I'm a junior in college and um, only been doing this for about two years now. And I love it. I love the industry. I love the, the connections that I've made with people and um, sports, uh, sports media, Twitter is an incredible thing. And um, yeah, super happy to be on here. Nice. I've been listening to a bunch of episodes and it's a, uh, it's a really cool show. 
Thank you for that. And thank you for calling in. What is your first question? Um, so I guess it was one of the only questions I had, but I guess if I'll be on for a little bit, I can think of a couple more, um, more of a fun question and not really like any detailed type thing. But if you had, um, either a question for both of you, um, if you guys had a thousand dollars to spend at like a camera store or an equipment store, um, what would you spend that on right like right now? Do I have the current gear I have or am I starting from scratch? Uh, no, yeah, it's it's in your current situation right now. Okay, current, okay, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot, right now, $1,000. <sighs> Can you put like a down payment on a camera for $1,000? I mean... Because <laughs> like if so, I would put a down payment on a Komodo. That would be sick. I'm I'm gonna say that doesn't count. Okay, I'm okay. I'm. I I might go with the Ronin uh, SC2 or whatever, the new Ronin that just came out. It's like 800 bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Pro Kit is might be 999. Um, it's either that or another FPV drone. Um, Oh, dude, you can get those for a thousand dollars. Yeah, oh, they're right. pretty, that, pretty cheap. That's my pick then. I'm picking one of you, those. I mean, there's there's some expensive ones, probably like $1,600. Um, but I would get a second one because I'm actually afraid to fly the one I have now. Wait, what's that? Because it, it was $1,600 <laughs> and I don't oh, want to crash okay, it. Okay, okay, I got you. <laughs> so yeah, I'd buy a cheaper FPV just so I, I'm more confident just throwing that up there. And it's something I'm, I'm wanting to learn, but it's like... If I crash I so. that thing, it's <laughs> I don't think I could fix it. <laughs> I think I think FPV drone might be mine. I remember I was wanting to get pick one up over the summer, but I was like, ah, oh, no, I'm I'm a hold on it. So that's a really good pick. Um, I also I was thinking of you know this past summer getting a really nice like medium format film camera because that was something I was doing you know last year on the NFL field once we had you know a little bit up more close uh you know access. But and that's an absent option for me. Uh, Billy, how much is the Canon 24 to 70? Oh, that's like 1800 or so. Okay, I would maybe put that money towards getting one of those because that's a lens I also want to cop. You know, 5D. 5Ds are, what, 1000 or so? Are, uh, Mark IV, Mark III? I'm not sure on those. You know, that's another, that's another one I might consider. I was big on disposable Diego, cameras. Diego is way over budget at this point. No, 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 no. <laughs> What else would I want? Hmm. Disposable cameras would be good. More SD cards. Yeah, more storage. Yeah, more storage. Hard drives. Yeah, always need that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Not some sexy stuff. Maybe some G drives. Yeah. Yeah, some SSDs. A really nice chair for my editing setup. <laughs> Dude, 400 bucks. That would be, yeah. I Secret Labs. Boom. There we go. That would be clutch. Not an ad. But. What, would, what would you get? What would you want, Drew? <laughs> um, the, the the reason I thought of the question was because I, I saw Billy's tweet and I was like, oh, you know, I, I got a couple hundred bucks for, for Christmas and a, a few of it was, was to a B&H. Um, so oh, dude, I figured, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I mean, it was it's it's, it's like a hundred bucks. So, um, you know, and then a little bit more with like family gifts and everything. So I just figure I can't get much for a hundred bucks at B&H. So I'll, I'll just put it all to that. So uh, that was my only question for that. But Right now, I think it's I think it's 200 bucks that I have, maybe a little more, close to like 250. But um, I'm thinking of um, a nice pair of editing headphones, Ooh, um, nice. or um, a cheap. I, I don't have like lights. Really, the only thing I have is I, I have a lot of stuff, but um, 
Okay, yeah, actually, I have like a camera lenses. Um, okay, I just thought I have of a, a drone, but I don't. Yeah, I just thought of a really good one. This is something I actually just picked up because I just started a new, uh, more so full time editing position. So I guess it's kind of based on if you're doing more so like shooting now or if you're doing more so like editing now. But one thing yeah. that I thought was like really really crucial for mine. I don't know what your editing setup is right now, but I picked up a. I think it was like 600 or so widescreen LG monitor. It's really good because the color is like super true. It's widescreen, so you can have like you know like I have usually have Slack and I have my my Premiere open, and if you have the Premiere full screen, you get the massively long like Premiere timeline. So I think that's super. It's, it's, the, it's the wide one, right? Yeah, yeah, the wide one. So that's that's a little under a thousand dollars, but I mean, I would also you know you're if you're editing a lot, you're sitting at your desk a lot, so you want to make sure you're as comfortable yeah. and like, acquainted as possible. So I think a monitor would be really clutch. You know, a comfortable chair. Um, I would get like a tactile. You know. Um, what is it called? A keyboard, you know, mouse keyboard. and stuff. Yeah, so I would, especially now if, you know, COVID and everything, a lot more things remote, a lot more editing. I think that would be pretty, pretty, I, I would look into that for you. Hell yeah. I've, it's funny you say that. It was actually one of the things that came up on my, like, recommended on B&H was one of those LG widescreen. And I was like, oh, I, mean, I, I have a monitor already, but it's kind of like a, it's it's more of like a small TV that's yeah. than, than anything. But, yeah, dude, you look um, so sick editing on one of those too. Like I, yeah, exactly. I got one. Like you put it up on a little stand, have it elevated and widescreen above your, your uh, computer. Yeah. It just looks so bad. At, oh, yeah. sorry. It looks so cool. And I remember I got it and I was like, oh, like, you know, I can return this like at the end of January. I'm going to do that. And after editing on it for a while, I was like, all right, there's no way I can return this. Like, and I use it for xbox too like I'll, I'll, I'll hook up my xbox uh series s to it and whenever i'm like waiting for things to run i'm like all right let's go play some cod real quick and then i'll just switch it back it like, I've, I've heard i've heard that if you're a pc player it's it's it makes for good gameplay but if you're a console player it stretches the gameplay yeah it stretches that a little bit i mean i'm just kind of lazy so i'll just like sit in my chair and i'll have to like get up and stuff like that it only like, yeah, i think sure, it only goes sure. to like 60 60 uh 60 refresh rate i don't remember exactly but i mean it's fine you know I like it. Still getting dubs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, still getting Doesn't dubs. Yeah, I got, I got a positive KD yeah, ratio, <laughs> so we're chilling. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a really good point. Editing, editing, editing gear is you know always good if you're sitting at your computer for hours, making mm -hmm. sure your posture is good. Yeah, I got a Secret Labs chair for four hundred bucks, and that thing is like the most comfortable chair I've ever had. And I made sure my monitor's raised so it's eye level, and you know I'm not looking down at my laptop. Um, a, a nice mouse, LG. Speakers um, Logitech yeah. MX3 wireless, um, a nice mechanical keyboard. Like it adds up, but a thousand dollars can get you exactly. a lot. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, and I have a I have, um, a, I have a fun question for you, then Drew. So let's say there is a toy okay. company making you into an action figure, right? What two accessories does your action figure get? Oh, um, like in the pack with the toy. Yeah, you're in the pack with the toy. Yeah. Well, I have to do a camera. What what camera? Uh, what camera are you getting? Okay, it's, it's it's my action figure. Yeah, it's your action figure. Yeah. So it's okay. So it's not the camera I have now. Um, this is this is gonna be two very different cameras, but um, my dream for sure would be one of the Reds. Ooh. Um, but more realistic, I, I think this this is probably actually the one that I'd I'd go for because this is I feel like a little more attainable in the near future for me. But I've been looking heavy into the Sony FX6. Ooh, um, sounds nice. So yeah, yeah, that's that's one of my my go. That's one of my goals. Um, so definitely the FX6 for the camera, and then um, 
And maybe your next accessory could be like whatever you want though too. Like it doesn't have to necessarily be like camera or like yeah. video like focus. If you want, if your person wants a Porsche, yeah, let me do you know? something else. It doesn't have to do with that. Yeah, you can get a Lambo. You can get like you know, you can get a you can get a McLaren if you want. You can you can get a Benz, a Beamer. Like I would go a Harley. Harley? Are you a bike guy then? Yeah. Nah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't ride or anything, but I just think that's super cool. I was gonna, I, I was gonna ask I you if you can do, like a, you can do a wheelie, but oh yeah, exactly, hundred percent. All right. Oh, yeah, my action figure definitely can. I definitely cannot, but my action figure definitely can. <laughs> okay, Drew. Okay, now next question is: If you were to give okay. two accessories to Billy's action figure, what two accessories would Billy's action figure get? And then, and then after that, it's what two accessories <laughs> I would get. <laughs> Um, all right, Billy, Billy would get, um, I'll go a Lambo. Billy can get oh, a Lambo. Okay. No. Drew, if I don't get a car for mine, <laughs> we're ending the call with you. <laughs> joking, joking. But. Yeah, Billy doesn't need any cameras. Um, um, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can yeah. hear you. Can you hear us? Sorry, my, my microphone input just went weird. All right, um, but yeah, I saw that. Um, what else? Hard hitting questions, Diego. <laughs> right? I'll give him a red. He gets a red. Uh, I'll oh, take that. He gets a Lambo and a red. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. What does Diego get? All right, Diego, you get. Um, we'll give you an Ari. Oh yeah, dude! I'm so hyped. I get an Ari. <laughs> and then, all right, all right we got to stay with the car theme then. Um. We'll go Maserati. Ooh. Oh, Maserati. Nice. Okay. Getting okay, creative, Diego, baby. I see you. All right. Ari and Maserati. Um, but I yeah, I, have, I had another question that I thought of. Yeah, um, what's up? So it's just, I guess, a little more technical on the camera side of things, but what frame rate do you guys is your like go-to frame rate? Because I hear a bunch of people go, if, if you know, if a camera goes 120, they love doing that. Um, especially for sports. I'm a, you know, I'm a sports videographer. Um, I just recently started, I, I have a Sony a seven three and I've been shooting 120 since I got it. And I just recently started shooting 60. And in my opinion, it's, it's some of the best footage I've ever shot just cause I don't know what it is, but it just, it just looks better. Um, so I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm st sticking with 60 for the next, uh, at least little bit. So I just wondering what, what you guys shoot. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I shoot on the black magic, Pocket Cinema Camera 4Ks, and those can shoot 120 or 60 or 24. And I'm, I'm with you. I shoot 60. Um, you know, yes, 120 does crop in a little bit, and that might deter me a little bit. But even if it didn't have a crop factor, I probably would still shoot 60 for most um, instances. I just think 120 is a little bit too slow. And, you know, when editing... With 120 footage, I feel like my speed ramps are a little too jerky or it's it, it doesn't feel as natural or as smooth compared to 60. Um, I just feel like, like I, I'm just a type of editor that likes, you know, fast cuts, seeing a lot of things at once. Um, so, mm -hmm. like, logically, if I'm in 120, it takes longer to see something happen versus 60. So... I'd rather have a majority of my edit be in 60 and like just be twice as, as slow because slow motion is cool. Um, but five times 
as slow at 120 is just like kind of like too slow. Like you're waiting for the too ball. Slow, yeah. Like you're just waiting for yep. that action to happen. Um, and that that's just because that's the style of editing that I do. Now I did shoot one of my games at 120 because um, the song I was using, uh, the lyrics said, um, put this stuff in slow motion. So I wanted to be able to go super slow motion and put that stuff um, in slow motion and put it in slow motion. And so, <laughs> so the big thing with that is you need to be purposeful with your camera settings. Like don't just do 60 because everyone says to do 60 or don't do 120 because everyone is saying, Hey, you got to do 120, like do whatever looks good to you. And if you think 60 looks better than 120 then keep rocking 60, um, I think I like 60 over 120, so majority I use 60, but then there was that one song that, you know, had that slow motion lyrics, and I was like, oh, I want to, you know, go super slow motion, and I want to have the effect of speed to super slow motion when he says slow motion, mm -hmm. so I'm going to shoot this game in 120. Like, that was the purpose of that, and, like, I had a plan and a reason for doing it in 120. I wasn't doing 120 just because it's the cool thing to do. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Diego? I mean, I I completely agree with what Billy was saying. Yeah, like I used to shoot 120 all the time last year at the games, and just recently I switched to 60 just because I like the way it looks. But, I mean, also I would say, like, you don't always have to shoot in 60, though, too. Like, if there's no point in slowing down the footage, I mean, you can shoot in 24. It saves you a little bit of storage. And at the same time, it does give it a little bit of a different look. You get the motion blur with it. So, like, at a couple of the games now, I've been shooting, like, pregame in 24 just because I like – the, mo the motion blur with it, you know, I, like stylistically, I think it looks just a lot cleaner more. So if like a film, like, you know, Hollywood cinematic sort of like look, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And don't sleep on 24. I love the 24 look, um, especially yeah. when I'm shooting workouts, I'll shoot half of my stuff in 24 and the other, other half in 60, um, 60 sped up still looks a little weird to me. Um, so 24 is super nice. Um, yeah. but I get it again, 60, you, you have the ability to slow down speed ramp. 24 you don't um so it's pros and cons of everything and you just have to be have a reason for doing it and don't make it mm -hmm. an external reason make it an internal reason mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah definitely um next question i had um was creatively having to do with the video world if for whatever reason you can't get into sports anymore I can't like imagine thinking about that, but if, um, if you couldn't shoot sports or edit sports anymore, what would you want to do in the industry? Would you want to be like, would you want to try to get into like Hollywood and do films, documentaries type stuff? Um, or like still like commercial work, um, or move to like something like YouTube. Mm, I would honestly love to get into the documentary, like, um, part of things I also I would love to get into like the music type of things like I've I have like a few conversations with, I have a bunch of friends and I've had, had a little bit of conversations with people who work for uh, record labels like Capitol like Atlanta Records and stuff so that's something I'm super interested in like um, but I also love to get into the documentary side of things like uh, I know this is kind of related to sports and stuff but when the last dance came out like I was all about it like you know the film the old look of it like the inside stuff like I thought that so was just sick. yeah just so sick just the coolest thing ever and I mean, like, 
I feel like anything involving video, if I can film it, like it doesn't have to be sports, I would do it. Like if I, if they're let me work for Nat Geo and they're like, they want to send you to, you know, film polar bears and penguins for like three months. I'd be like, all right, let's do it. Like that sounds so sick. Like, so I mean, I, I could do a lot, but if I had to choose, I'd probably, you know, want to go like music or something like that. Yeah, I think I would either go with travel or music. Um, like travel videos would be dope, just traveling the world and making dope video content, TikTok content, real content, you know, trying to find um, um, just trying to find cool shots and sunsets, sunrises, nature type stuff like that's definitely the route I would be taking if I wasn't in sports. Um, and then kind of similar vibes like music, you know, touring with a, a band or a, a artist and just doing a tour life. Like I, that was one of my dreams when I was coming out of college was doing that. Yeah. Um, thankfully I didn't chase that dream cause COVID kind of just killed, <laughs> killed all of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I, if I wasn't in sports, I'd be happy doing travel or music or, you know, like like Diego said, anything really. Like, I'll shoot a, I don't know, a yeah. cooking video. Yeah, I mean, on my um, on my like filming bucket list, like I, I definitely want to shoot like a festival, like a like I don't know if you guys know like Rolling Loud at all, but like I love Rolling Loud recap videos that they have. Those are the coolest like recap videos I've ever seen. You know, getting able to shoot like that or like, you know, Lala, Coachella or anything like that. Like festivals or something I definitely didn't want to shoot. Like, Yeah, festivals would be dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's all the questions I think I have for you guys. But yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for calling in and thanks for asking us those questions. Um, makes it a lot easier for the podcast when we have questions to answer. Um, so we're just not talking to ourselves yeah wait i got a question for drew though yeah drew so has <laughs> got another question yeah so if you weren't sure, whatever you got yeah so if you weren't filming you know sports and stuff like that what would you want to be you know covering uh yeah kind of on the same vein as you guys i think music would be awesome um i follow like I, I love music so i follow a bunch of um like my favorite artists media people and just the stuff that they produce is just sick like so cool um, do you follow? Uh, do you follow Gibson Hazard? Not their media people, no. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is he? A, uh, he's a media dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a media guy. Yeah, uh, you need to follow uh, Gibson yeah, Hazard like, right I think now. I've seen him. <laughs> yeah, dude, his stuff is once once we uh we're finished up talking with you, uh, which thank you for calling, I really appreciate it. I would definitely look him up on Instagram, and dude, you will be blown away by this man's work. Like he is bar none, like one of the best like content creator guys that I know. Like he's w- worked with the lights of like. Drake, Future, um, trying to think of who else he's like Nike, the weekend, Nike, NFL. like NFL. He did a piece. I'll check him out. Yeah, he did a piece with MTV. Like, dude, definitely one of the coolest dudes ever. Like him. And then the last dude I'll tell you to follow is a guy by uh the name of Gunnar Stahl. He's like the film the uh, film photographer guy for like uh Playboy Cardi, like uh Drake, everybody, like super cool dude to look up. Like he's like one of the biggest like inspos for me. Which I guess like yeah, definitely. This is another question. Sorry to keep you on, but I guess who were no, like no, no, I, I who, love it. Yeah, so I guess is I guess a question for Billy, both you and Billy. But like, who are some of you guys' like inspos, like for like content or even just like you know getting inspired creatively? Yeah, for sure. Uh, for me, on the music end, uh, a guy named Dexter Finley. He's John. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of John Bellion. Um, he's his media guy. He does a lot of stuff with him touring. He does all of his music videos, but then also. 
he just kind of documents him in studio and it's not really like documentary. I mean, I guess it's in a way it's a style of documentary. Um, and it just captures him and his creative genius, um, on the sports side of thing, David Sosna with the Cavaliers. Uh, he's oh, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I know David. He's, yeah, yeah, he's he crazy. Should... yeah, he's, I've done a bunch of calls with him and everything. Super down to earth guy. He's, he's been awesome, uh, just to kind of help me out, um, and try and, you know, answer some of the questions about the creative field and, um, stuff like that. Uh, Billy's work has always kind of created, uh, you know, inspiration with me and, and kind of resonated with me. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. Who is the, um, uh, who's the first name that you mentioned? The guy I worked with, uh, John, 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 uh, his name is Dexter Finley. And I think his Instagram is D X T R F. Um, so if anyone wants to check him out, he's awesome. Uh, really cool. Um, photographer and, and, um, visual creator. I'll check him out. I guess, um, yeah, and for me, inspiration would be guys like Rory Kramer, Matt Como, that one blonde kid are the top three for me. Oh, man, yeah, dude, for um, uh, Travis Scott, right? I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, there's a guy know. named, I think his name's like Why Trust Tyler on Instagram. He is super cold with the camera. Yeah, um, yeah, those those like travel influencer people are like my biggest inspos because those, those are the accounts I followed in college when I first started out. Um in terms of sports, it's Zach Schwartz and Andre Robinson probably. Um, are Andre my, Robinson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andre's insane. Um, I actually just, just worked with Andre on the LA Clippers intro. Um, did a mini collab with him, so that was dope to, to finally uh, see, see come to life. Um, yeah, Zach Schwartz, Ohio State, um, and Andre are my top two in suppose. And then on top of – sorry, uh, no, I, my other ones were – um, definitely Peter McKinnon. He's oh, huge for yep. me. All of his, his camera stuff. and Yeah, Casey Neistat is another one for me. Do you guys know uh, Daniel Schaefer? Yep. Yeah. Um, lesser known one, uh, North Borders. Uh, he's an Australian photographer. Ooh, that guy. Um, killer, man. Killer. He's hilarious. They, they do a lot of fun stuff. And yeah, they just, you just tell they're genuine people who, who love making content. It's not anything about the clicks or the views or anything like that. They're just genuine people who are making some really cool stuff. Um, they're, they're car photographers, but I follow them more just for, you know, their genuine <clears throat> love of life and, and just, you know, they just yeah. grow out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of for car, car guys, though, um, I got two names. Um, there's a guy named Larry Chen. He's the coolest like, car uh, photographer guy ever. And then there's another guy, he does content. I don't know if you guys are F1 fans at all, but he does content for McLaren. He covers like, you know, Lando Norris and now like Daniel Ricardo. Super, super cool work. Like the coolest like F1 stuff. I'm a huge F1 fan. Like this guy is killer and he gets to travel the world with the team. So like Australia, you know, uh, Shanghai, super, super sick. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of a lot of good a lot of big names right there. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully the viewers are just just tapping away. Inspiration, just now. yeah. For inspiration, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm scrolling through my following list on Instagram right now, and I just realized that I I didn't even realize it, but I'm actually already following Diego. Oh, that's hilarious. Let's go. Oh, yeah, man. Let's go. Let's go, Diego. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah, I follow fun. Billy, and I think that you put or uh, the the uh, LCC uh, Instagram, and I think that uh, whenever I see another creative, I just I always just follow them, just because yeah. I always like seeing on my feed do you guys have the uh like are you guys like one of those where you just like you see a cool video on instagram or like, or like twitter and you're just like all right i'm gonna save this like all right yeah so i can like uh, look at I it save later. stuff all the time i was saving stuff today 
um, Taylor Made Golf's Ooh. released a lot of good good trailers and good bumpers. Dude, I have a lot of Billy's videos in my save too, for sure. <laughs> Thank I do you. it a lot with uh, like college basketball shooters. Like if I ever see a video that's like, I need to do something like that. Like, mm-hmm. I think I just did one today on, on Twitter and it was just this really cool intro and it was like all slow-mo. Um, and I was like, I need to do something like that. Yeah, um, dude, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I used to, I actually used to work for uh, Mizzou Athletics, uh, Mizzou Hoops. Um, and so I, whenever we'd have like, you know, schedule releases or like any intros or video board stuff, I would, you know, go through like, you know, Kentucky for sure, Duke, like some of the big names and, you know, college athletics. And I'd be like, all right, like what did, what six stuff have they done that I can, you know, put my, you know, spin on my own personal spin on. All right. Anything else, Drew? Any other questions? Or you I think good? that's it for me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, sorry. Sorry to keep you like almost 10 minutes longer, Drew. We were just, oh, guys, combo, just I appreciate flown, it. Yeah, absolutely. I was happy to hop on. I didn't know if it would if it would work out, but I'm I'm happy that I was able to. Yeah, spend gl- glad it worked out. Glad you asked questions. Um, catch you on the next one. Says, have a good rest Appreciate of the night. Hey, Amen. Have a See good night. Too. Peace. Good luck. And I think he's in New Jersey too, so it's like decently late there for him too. <laughs> Diego, with the questions, who are who, who are your uh, inspos? Who my inspos? Yeah. Uh, Did you say them? Uh, yeah, I mean, music, musically, like, you know, I guess, like, for my style of video, my inspo's for sure, like, you know, Gibson Hazard and Gunnar Stahl, just because, like, uh, the film stuff, like, I mean, you know, like, I would take that little disposable camera everywhere, mm-hmm. and that was just, like, my thing, even brought one to the Super Bowl. So, like, film-wise, like, stylistically, Gunnar Stahl's a big one, Gibson Hazard's a big one, just for the animation and stuff. I would probably say Andy. Andy's probably one of my inspo's, too. Just because, like, that man, like, started out. That man's crazy, man. (laughs) Started out not doing any After Effects and, like, uh, Cinema 4D work and Blender. And now that man's just a killer, man. Like, he's Dude, he started as a biology major. That real? What? He started as a biology major, man? That's crazy. No, not start. uh, He is a biology major. Did he graduate with with a biology major? Yes, he was going to be pre-med. Yeah, what job? Oh, man, dude. He would still be in school right now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He wouldn't have done any of that stuff. That's how do you go from having a biology degree to making like videos and stuff full time? I convinced him. <laughs> All right, there you go though. There you go. Talk to talk, talk to them me. into it, man. Talk them into it. I was like, bro, come join me at the Chiefs. <laughs> oh man, dude. That's crazy. Dude, and he, he can do a lot of stuff though too. Cause I remember I went over to you guys' place like when I first met you guys and I was like, uh he was telling me about music and he was just like Yo, dude, like, ask me to do recreate any song, like, or do it in 15 minutes. And I was like, no, you can't. And he was like, I right, pick a song. So I picked some Dr. Dre song. And then, boom, 15 minutes, he had the whole thing, like, remade. And I was like, all right, this man is like, I was like, this man's like a wizard. Like, this is crazy. We probably hung out for like three hours, and it was just three hours of me just asking him questions, questions, questions. Yeah. And nuts. <laughs> Andy's insane. Gotta mm-hmm. get him on the podcast soon. Yeah. If Andy, if you're listening to this, I will play you in Super Smash Bros. and beat you. So calling, he's really good at Super Smash Bros. I I, I know he's amazing. <laughs> super, I will beat him in Super Smash Bros. All or right. any any other game, Andy, that you want to play me in, just hit me up. You have my number. I will play you. Don't even worry. Call called out. Diego is if, if coming anyone, for you. If anyone else wants to play me in Super Smash Bros. or Mario Kart or like. Call of Duty, you know, multiplayer, hit me up. I will take you on. Diego the gamer. He is not a content creator. He's a gamer. Gamer full time. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. Let's let's uh 
some some wrap up questions. Who are some other creatives in this industry that is kind of like low key under the radar, like sleepers? Mm. All right. So the first name that, that comes, people should know about. All right. Yeah, yeah. So the first name that comes to mind is uh, a guy I've actually worked with a few years now. I actually went to high school with him. Is uh, a guy named Avery Walker. He uh, goes by It's A Walk. We always call him It's A Walk. But uh, he's a content creator right now, uh, making stuff for Mizzou hoops. And you know, he he also does a lot of like car stuff. I really like his aesthetic. You know, he runs a car Instagram account. Super, super cool vibe. Like he is a workhorse though, man. Like me and he used to live together my uh, sophomore year and his freshman year. And we would just be just grinding, editing videos all the time. He's got a great taste of music, you know. So you already, you already know, like, I mean, Bill, you know, like some the music is one of the most important parts. And that man always kills it. He's got a great style in his videos, you know. It's super clean. So I think he is definitely someone who definitely like needs a lot more like followers and like a lot more like jobs and opportunities just to be just you know killing stuff so i think he's a super big underrated one um if i'm trying to think of other guys who definitely deserve some more recognition hmm. andy's pr pretty big but i won't say andy andy definitely oh, andy okay. definitely needs some more clout you know like that man Give andy the clout that man is way too skilled to not have like you know 10k followers or something like that avery should have 10k followers too um, Diego should have 10k that followers. That would be sick. Yeah, that'd be sick. I know this man's already like up and up there, but like Kevin Edwards, beast. That man is so talented too. We he, just saw Kevin too. <laughs> yeah, we saw Kevin yesterday. Kevin, if you're listening to this, what's up? Play me back in eight ball pool. Um, he's a killer. My friend Mikey from LCC too. He's a killer. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. There's a guy, you know, my friend Jordan from Sporting KC. He's a killer too. I'm just naming everyone I know now. Um, but yeah, those are just off the top of my head. Some of the creators. Oh, yeah, he has got a hundred shooters outside. Okay, my friend Andrew Moore from Mizzou definitely needs more followers. Jake Fine for sure, also a beast from Mizzou. My old former boss Jonathan also a beast. Definitely needs more followers. Um, yeah, that's that's a lot for now. Sam Lutz. Also beast. Sam Lutz is a Tay Ross beast. Also beast. He's Jack too. He is very massive. That I need his workout plan. He's a beast. <laughs> episode two of Get the Shot. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do workout with Sam and Diego, and it's just gonna be like the first five minutes of me working out, and then I'd like take a break because I can't do it anymore. That that man's a monster in the gym. Yeah, those are um, some of the creators though. That I think. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, what is what's your future goals? Mm. Long term, big picture. I Diego, really, I really in don't 10 know. Years. I, pff, Ten years. I twelve no years. Twelve years. Five years. Uh, eighteen years. I don't know, man. And and eighteen. What you, what you gonna be working on? Eighteen years or so. I'm. I don't really know what I'm gonna be working on. Which athlete? I don't know, man. Which musician? Oh, Which man. camera? In hmm, in ten years or so, in eighteen years or so, I just. I don't know if I want to have like a career or anything like laid out. I just have a lot of like, you know, bucket stuff that I want to, you know, accomplish and get done. Like, you know, for, for sure when I was starting out, I was like, oh, you know, I definitely want to shoot like a major sports event, you know, like a, like a Super Bowl or something like that. You know, very, Check. yeah, very blessed, very thankful that I was able to knock that out. You know, so I mean, just like like we were talking about earlier. What else is on the bucket list? Um, you know, definitely want to put together like a movie, like a documentary. A, a movie? Yeah, this yeah, man yeah. wants to make a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, uh, one of my inspos early on was a guy. He's actually based out of Kansas City, named uh, Morgan Cooper, 
And he, if you guys have seen the French Prince of, Perez, Prince of mm-hmm. Bel-Air trailer, like he was the one that put that together, you know? So he's a big inspo of mine. Like, I would love to be able to, he also put together a uh, piece by Adorama called like, You Shoot Videos. And, you know, I really- That was a really good video. Yeah, really, really good video. Like, you know, all I feel like all content creators should definitely check that out. You know, it's just like, it just speaks to us so perfectly, like, so I, w- I would love to do like a movie or something like that, you know, a short, you know, film, something that goes to like, you know, Sundance or something like that. I'd love to do a documentary, you know, I'd love to do, you know, like higher end like music videos and stuff. I would love to shoot, you know, um, you know, bigger sporting events. Like, I mean, I'm not even just tied to, you know, the shooting video. Like I would love to be a photographer for, you know, like a world cup or, you know, Olympics or something like that. Like, I know mean, I just, I just kind of want to get to experience a lot of things in life and just, you know, have those experiences and just meet all those people, you know, like that's, that's kind of my biggest thing right now. It's just, you know, getting my bucket list of shooting stuff and creating stuff together and just kind of knocking those out. So, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> what's on, what's on, what's one of your bucket list things to do? Yo, uh, I need like a big basketball game. What do you mean? Like, like an NBA final, oh, like college national yeah, yeah, yeah. final four. I don't like, know. My, my mind immediately went to like you playing basketball and you dropping like a triple <laughs> double. <laughs> I mean, like, I need that as well. Um, I did score two points in high school, students versus teachers. Uh, I did score like two points in intramurals. So nice. I think I have like four points in my career. I feel like my best sport was ping pong. Me, me and my brother actually went to like our uh, state championships for ping pong in middle school. So that was probably my best sport. That or cross country. But I, I mean, not, my, my best sport is easily Quidditch. I would not want to play Billy in Quidditch. <laughs> I already know I'm going to lose. Um, yeah, like I, I feel like a big basketball, like, you know, like a Final Four mm-hmm. type game or a Game 7 NBA Finals, like, Basketball is so tight and like on a small court. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I could rock that um, compared to like a freaking football field. Yeah, and you don't got to worry um, about the weather or anything either. Yeah, it's, it's indoors. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it'd be a dream. Yeah, you get little chairs too. Um, like whew. all-star game, like shooting like the the dunk contest. That would be like, sick. That'd be maybe so get, dope. Maybe getting to man one of the uh, the cameras on the track, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. That'd be sweet. Um, I mean, right now, I say my dream shoot is like a casino, like shooting content for a casino in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So that'd be super sweet. Um, like European soccer. Ooh, like that'd be sick. A massive like Champions League game. Yeah, that'd like, be dope. Yeah, I would lo- definitely like that. Would be sick to do. I definitely want to shoot like a like an F one race too. Like that's yeah, yeah. Like I haven't never been to one. I just you know got big into it recently. So that's that's that'd way be up there sweet. on the bucket list. Um, yeah, all, all those massive Olympics you mentioned, World Cup, like just those massive, massive games. Like I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. And like it's crazy <laughs> that we freaking shot the Super Bowl yeah. <laughs> last year. Because that was one of those events. Yeah, that was the one and of the events. Yeah, I, like th- that's all I want to do. Like that was so much fun. Um, Super Bowl in a couple of months probably won't be as 
hype, but yeah. And then like I mean, kind of like you mentioned right in the beginning of it too. Like I am still in school, so what was funny about that Super Bowl was, and I mean Kevin can say this so too, was we had to get excused from class. For, he had to get excused <laughs> from class for two weeks. I needed a week. Oh my and god! My mindset was just like I like teachers. I'm sorry, I'm gonna be gone for a week. If I gotta drop this class, I'm gonna drop it. I'm going to the Super Bowl and like. You know, I, I just can't miss. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I can't miss this. Thankfully, I didn't have to, you know, miss class. Or at, you know, I didn't have to drop a class or anything. But our our colleague Kevin actually had to drop a class. Oh really? Yeah, oh my yeah, God. dude. Yeah, he had to drop a class. The teacher was like, "You can't be gone for two weeks of school. Bruh. You gotta, you gotta drop it." Yeah, he he That's goes the worst. Yeah, he goes to Stanford, like big big time school. It was crazy. But yeah. I was like, I was like, dang, dude. That's crazy. They made you drop the class. So, I would give that if if I had a student who left for a week to go shoot the Super Bowl, I'd give that student an A. Like Yeah, or an excuse like, absence or something like that. I didn't even get an excuse you, you absence. Pass. Yeah. Like you're doing what you know you want to be doing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Bowl. Like Yeah. At Mizzou, they were super like cool about it just because like I was in a journalism school and they're all about like the Mizzou method, which is like, you know, going out there, being a reporter, you know, getting experience in the field. So a lot of my teachers were pretty chill about it, which is awesome, you know, credit to that university. But I had a teacher and a T actually had a TA or something like that. They were like, oh, you know, that's a really cool opportunity, but that's not an excuse absence. So we're going to have to mark you absent for like the entire week. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right, let's, I'll take it then. But I was <laughs> that's like, fine. I'll be in Miami. Yeah, I'll be in Miami. That's, that's, that's all right with me. That's cool. Was like, yeah. Oh, man. I hate those people. <laughs> um, that's dope. Yeah. Bucket list. Yeah. Let's knock them out. Buckets. Yeah. Um, last thing, we'll wrap this up. Your social media handles so people can follow you. And then one last piece of advice mm. for college students, high school students, graduated students, any students, anybody, non-students, for being a creative and trying to be in this world and trying to do cool stuff like um, what you get to do, brush tape, NFL, All right. Twitter, Facebook, Insta. So I guess for all that, my Instagram handles and social handles, it's just uh, Diego X Galicia. So just first name, last name with the X in the middle of it. And for pieces of advice, I mean, I would say I guess I have two big things that I can really like a credit to like how lucky I've been with a lot of stuff. Um, for one, you know, just always learning and everything. You just know the most and you're just the, you know, you know everything about video or whatever, you know, your passions are. I would always just be learning, you know, just imagine that your cup is never full, you know, uh, a full cup can never be filled, you know. So I would just always be learning, you know, always be interested, always ask questions, you know, like I, I like I, I've said this a million times in an interview, like I asked Billy so many questions. I still ask Billy questions on the way here. I was just asking him questions, questions, questions. You know, so I, that's just being curious, always wanting to learn. And then secondly, I mean, just being a good person, you know, like no one wants to work with someone who's like an ass. No one wants to work with someone who's like, you know, mean, you know, like, I mean, I, I credit this back to one of my uh, bosses, Jerry Kleinstein. Um, he, he really loves his job and he loves, you know, the community that we work in. I mean, like Drew and our other, uh, everyone was saying in the call, like, like, it's just like hanging out with your friends, you know, like it's not even like we're really working, you know. So I would say just be a good person, you know, be fun to work with, be fun to be around, you know, because when you're working, I mean, you just want to make that as enjoyable as possible, you know, like 
one of the things i mean i love working the chiefs games i love you know capturing his content but at the same time i love just hanging out with billy hanging out with the friends tanner like i mean uh, hanging out with kevin like just one of my boys like after meeting him at super bowl we'll play like you know fortnite and call of duty and stuff together like i would just say just be a good person you know and you know good things will happen for sure great facts from the man diego himself never stop learning and always be a nice person those two things will get you plenty far in this industry thank you again diego for being on the podcast thank you to everybody who called in and asked questions thank you to all of those who are still listening and who have made it this far so far Uh, my name is billy quatch and this is the get the shot podcast i'll catch y'all on the next one deuces